In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Betches Media presents... Diet Starts Tomorrow, with host Aileen Drexler. I'm having a relationship with my pizza. In a world where wellness looks perfect on Instagram. Just doing my workout. Tuesday's arms and back. But feels anything but in real life. Is butter a carb? Yes. This is the podcast exploring the emotional side of well-being. I would be proud to partake of your pecan pie. From people who understand the struggle. I'm on the third day of my cleanse diet. Hello and welcome to DST. I'm your host, Aileen. You know me and you definitely know my guest today. He once got into a fight with a cracker. Welcome back, Jared Freed. It wasn't the cracker that I got in a fight with. It's the restaurant presenting the cracker. We need better free bread (laughs) option, uh, you know, regulations. We need... The country's a mess. We don't have free bread regulations in place to make sure that is definitely every the pressing problem. That's the in pressing this issue right now. <laughs> that's right. The, uh, you're going to see me on the streets marching with a sign that by says, <laughs> by myself, with a sign that says, there needs to be enough free bread for everyone at the table to eat enough. And that'll be my sign, and I'll be marching. And that isn't a stick. It'll just meet. Yeah. Well, welcome back. I am excited to see you. (laughs) I saw you in person recently at the LA You Up show. It was amazing. Thank you. We had a blast. It was great. You guys were doing the ladies LA trip, which I loved witnessing. You know, I like witnessing when you guys go on trips together. It's really fun. It's fun. You get all the perspective. I tell Jordan, it's like a three camera shoot. You get the stories (laughs) from every angle. You get all the stories and then you see the exact same photos posted and reposted for four days. (laughs) (laughs) Any good food in L.A.? What was your food highlight of L.A.? Because I believe L.A. has the best restaurants in the country. Yeah, I didn't really eat such great, amazing food. We stayed at the um, the Beverly Hills Hotel. Which is an experience. I mean, that's like... yes. It was an going and uh, that, that's like the, where the, you know that's Hollywood. That's where celebs go. Like yes. it is a very much a you know for the people listening at home. Uh, you know that is like if you were gonna like splurge and do you know instead of doing the bus tour where they show you the outside of someone's house and it's yes. a little creepy, go spend some extra dough and just sit out and have a drink in the lobby there, right? And that's what we did. <laughs> yeah. Also, like, while we wanted to go see LA, like, I haven't had a nice break in a while, so I just really wanted to sit mm. at a pool. Didn't care where or what I did, just wanted to sit at the pool. So that was really nice. The thing about um, the Beverly Hills Hotel food <laughs> okay, is that it is so fucking expensive. For one That's piece what you signed up for. Lettuce. No, no, no. I, I'm not complaining about it. I'm just <laughs> observing. Yeah. I had to, I literally called the waiter back and I said, sir, 
this is simply one ounce of chicken. I need at <laughs> least three more ounces. <laughs> and I will not allow you to charge me more for that because the salad was already like $40. <laughs> so I was, I literally, and he, he's like, don't worry, ma'am, I will get you more chicken. And he did. <laughs> really? Yes. This is a win. Yeah, it was a win. I said, this is simply one ounce. <laughs> <laughs> this is, I well, that's the thing. You know, you go to a place like that, and it's like you're not there for volume. They're gonna, you know. And it, I had this issue. I was, and it happens at you want poolside <laughs> fair. Yeah, this is kind of what I came on here to talk about oh, because <laughs> it's food matching the experience, food matching the mood, and it's like at the pool, you want a well done French fry, you want you know chips and guac you want maybe a coup de taste type of thing light airy fresh pickable and this is where it comes down to like i was at a pool in minneapolis and i'm like and there was like i i think there was like a one of the options was like you know you know penne a la vodka and you're like <laughs> who the fuck who no. who I want to find the person that was like let's put a penny olive on the on the on the poolside menu and go and shake them by the collar and go what were you thinking what were you thinking who wanted this who is this for you better have had a they, they better have had a grandma who on her a deathbed was like just make sure you pass on my penne olive and then died I, that's the only way I'll allow it you definitely don't want a penne a thick penny olive but the only thought I would have is that it. The heat keeps it warm. So therefore, you're really... <laughs> because I ordered a Aileen, tuna tartare. Do not, do not empathize with the terrorists. These I'm are not. terrorists. Because this is this is what happens. And, and I travel a lot. So <laughs> I, I travel a lot. Kidding. I had to create a whole podcast called The Luxury Lounge so that I could actually complain without somebody looking at me going, are you out of your fucking mind? <laughs> no. This is what I care about. Like, Because to me, it all relates. So like when I travel... Aileen, you know this. People go, you, you, they try to, everyone wants to give you where to go eat. Yeah. They sure. all want to give you a suggestion. And the suggestions are never empathetic. They never think pool, airy, light, fresh. Oh, Jared fr travels every weekend. Maybe he doesn't want to get the quadruple right. heart attack burger because that's what you got to get yeah. when you go to Phoenix. And it's like, I don't want to do that in Phoenix. I want to get something delicious. Uh, I want a special meal if I'm going to go somewhere. And, you know, I say LA has the best food in the country and people get so up their own ass and mad about that. I'm not even from LA. I'm from, I'm not even uh, like, like there couldn't be a more unbiased opinion Right. But the reality with L.A. is that it's a wide city. There's a lot of space. There's a lot of cheaper rent. So inventive chefs can come there. There's also a varied uh, population of all ethnicities and backgrounds. So yeah. you get like inventive people that are creative. They're also in L.A. It's a creative place. And you get to go to like from high end to low end restaurants. You get all these very special, wonderful places. And on top of that, the produce on the West Coast is better than the East Coast. Right. Just plain and simple. So then I'll have some dummy be like, what about New Orleans? And I'm like, get New Orleans the fuck out of here. Get, I, I, that's not to say that the food in New Orleans is bad. It's right. just to say... All of the, the, the talking points I just gave you on L.A., New Orleans is cream-based and sugar, okay? Right. It's the most anti-Semitic 
eating <laughs> city in the country. No Jew can eat in New Orleans and feel good. Half the time is on the toilet. Half the time is eating in New Orleans. And I'm joking for those people that don't get jokes. Okay. Right, right, right. But I'm not joking. I agree, <laughs> <But> <laughs> I agree that LA has good food. This one time yeah. we did not get great recommendations. I should have asked you maybe, but we were also there for a very short period of time. The last time I went to LA, I dragged mm. Jordana, who's not a foodie, to literally mm. every weird inventive restaurant possible. Yeah. I was just like, we're going to get the uni toast here. She's like, okay, Aileen. <laughs> <laughs> it was that, that was a food tour. This time, you know, I was arguing with the fucking, this literally happened. I was arguing, not argue. I was discussing with the waiter how many shrimp I can get on this salad and how much he's like, that's going to be $25. He was like, I can give you two shrimp. I'm like, what's the price per shrimp? And he was like, it's $10. I can't believe the Beverly Hills hotel is like the fisherman's wharf. You're, you're just sitting the price there. Per auction- shrimp. Yeah. You're auctioning shrimp. <laughs> There's a guy throwing a fish across. Nice. Be like, you need two, two for 25. I got you over here. I, I just think, you know, the whole premise of this podcast is to me is a love of the experience of food and trying to figure out how to fit that experience into a lifestyle that makes you feel comfortable for sure and that to me is like you know the that's to me is all the that's the hardest part about food is is enjoying a lifestyle while also feeling comfortable and good about yourself and 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 incorporating health into that and not overeating travel, it <laughs> and not overeating it because yeah. I've listen I, I've had delicious food that I've overeaten it and I've ruined the meal for myself totally you know so I I and again this goes back to the bread and the cracker at King restaurant the cracker was too small for four people, they everyone should get their own cracker. I shouldn't have to look across the table and hate who I'm sitting with because I'm not sure how we're going to divide this cracker. It's the same thing. You're at the Beverly Hills Hotel. You don't want to be, you know, cutting one shrimp with a fork and knife because you're like, I got to make this fucking thing last. <laughs> and it's the other thing of like these suggestions, and this will get us to hummus, is that when people give you suggestions. They don't think of your experience. It's about them. It's about it's about them looking like someone or looking cool or sounding cool mm-hmm. and sounding like they're in the know. And it's like, you know, with Jordana, like I'd almost rather eat with someone like Jordana who's not a foodie because it's not, you know, it, it, it's the food suggestions aren't tied in with their ego. Food suggestions right. are an ego trip for people. Mm. Yes. And like and, and you go and and they become this like it, it's a metaphor for like arguments on the internet because I'm like, you know, someone says, "Well, I love this restaurant." And they go, "Well, you got to go to this fucking restaurant." And you go <laughs> and right. you go, "Well, I fucking hate you." You know, like it's like it, it really does make me angry. Yeah. It feels like cat food has been the same forever. Smelly, boring, made of mystery ingredients. That's why you've got to try Smalls. Smalls cat food is protein-packed recipes made with preservative-free ingredients you'd find in your fridge. And it's delivered right to your door. Make the switch from kibble and give your cat a meal they'll love. We actually sent some to my friend who is fostering kittens and it is the only thing they will eat. It comes in these pate packages and you scoop it and you just feel like 
you're a chef for your baby kitties and they j'adore it. Your cute kitty is descended from ferocious desert cats who hunted live prey. Even if your cat prefers to nap all day, they still need fresh protein-packed meals for a balanced and healthy diet. Other brands fill their food with mysterious meat byproducts, artificial flavoring, and preservatives with names I don't even want to try to pronounce. After switching it up to Smalls, 90% of cat owners reported overall health improvements. That's major. The team at Smalls is so confident your cat will love their product that you can try it risk-free. That means they'll completely refund you if your picky cat won't eat their food. Now is the time to make the switch to Smalls. Head to smalls.com slash DST and use promo code DST at checkout for 50% off your first order plus free shipping. That's the best offer you'll find, but you have to use my code DST for 50% off your first order. One last time, that's promo code DST for 50% off your first order plus free shipping, baby. This episode is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick but can't always find the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you, Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for this season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. And you always have the option to buy what you love. I love Newly. I've rented so many cute things from there, and I've even made a few purchases from there. And they're always spot on. They have so many brands that I honestly could never afford in real life. So it's great to be able to rent them. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DST20. Just go to Newly, that's N U U L Y dot com, and enter the code DST20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com, newly with two U's, with code DST20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. I have a note here that says, Jared had a cacio pepe last night and he wants to discuss. So I need to know first. <laughs> well, last night I had this huge debate, and this goes back to fitting food in with mm -hmm. lifestyle and feeling good about the meal. But I was like, I was at um, Soho House, New York. I, I, I had a, I got back from Nashville yesterday, and I was exhausted. But I was like, and I went and worked out, so I got my workout in. Nice. Um, like I got back in the morning, and this should tell you kind of my Mondays are different than most people's Mondays. Mm -hmm. I think. I think. Um, I flew back from Nashville. I got back at 11 a.m. I got into bed. I fell asleep um, because it was a 5.45 a.m. flight. And then it was 6.15 flight, 5.45 a.m. boarding. Mm -hmm. um, so I got into bed, fell asleep for an hour and a half, got out of bed. Now I'm eating breakfast, breakfast, again, breakfast <laughs> at 1 o'clock. Mm -hmm. So I have my breakfast and I go and I have my egg white thing that I get. I've discussed it here before. And now, like to me, I'm on track. I'm having my egg white. Right. I didn't eat in the morning. I had a coffee when I went on the plane. I wasn't hungry because I went out for dinner with my parents the night before. We'll, we'll get into that. I got to talk to you about that. I loved it. So 
I sat. So then I, you know, did my day and kind of like, you know, drayed around just like kind of like, you know, it was my Sunday. Um, And then at a certain point, I was like, I'll work out. So I got work out like five o'clock and I got done with that. I had a protein bar because I was hungry. And then it's like seven o'clock and I'm like, what am I going to do? You know, (laughs) so much time for eating. (laughs) Well, that's the thing. You're like, am I going to eat dinner? Am I going to have a drink? Am I, you know, and it's this summertime like thing. And especially if you're out there and you're single, you're like, I can't drink tonight because what if I go on a date this week and I want to save that Mm -hmm. drink for another night and you're on your own, you live alone. So you're like, I got a lot of time, just like you said, like just time to eat. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, get out of the house. So I went and took a walk. And from my place to the sew house on the and meatpacking is like a 15-minute walk, which is mm-hmm. a nice, That's uh, good. you know, against the Hudson, Hudson River Parkway. It's a great, beautiful walk. All these women out there doing their, you know, hot woman walk or whatever the fuck it's called. <laughs> and And it's a good place to go to, as I call it, the zoo. Just look at all the people. Yeah. So I walk up to sew house. I go to the roof. And I'm like just sitting there alone. And I was like, I'll have one drink. You know, the famous last words. <laughs> yes, totally. And so I have a martini. That's also and famous last words. <laughs> famous, also famous last words. Then, I, you know, I get through that. And also I'm kind of doing a little bit of work. I'm on my phone. I'm texting with people, you know, trying to like set up myself up for the week. And I'm, you know, my I'm feeling good though. And then I have a second martini. Okay, now we're drinking. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now you're We've drinking. gone from a drink to drinking. And I thought last night was a rare win in the life of Jared Freed. Okay? Because I have come to, t- with eating and my weight and my body, I have come to terms with, it's not what I'm eating, it's how much of it and when I can stop myself. Totally. That's great. When did you make this and realization? I've known this for my whole life, but as far as being conscious of it in the moment, Mm -hmm. I'm trying to, this is, I'm not good at it. I'm just trying to be better at it. And I think a lot of people who listen to this show are a lot like me where it's like every day you're just trying to get better at this Mm -hmm. one thing. And so I sit, I have my second drink. um, I talk to a woman at the bar. We have a nice back and forth okay (laughs) this is the sexy new york city night everyone (laughs) hopes for carrie bradshaw yeah (laughs) i'm carrie (laughs) i'm maybe you're that's me (laughs) i'm i'm somewhere i'm carrie fat shaw i'm 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 just (laughs) eating cacchio at pepe you know she has one leaf i'm eating the full pot so i so so i so this woman talks to me. We have a nice conversation. And then they're leaving. We have like the perfect like, I'm like, hey, take my number. We do one of those. Mm-hmm. That happens. Okay, we got to win. You, and then I had to like stop myself and be like, Jared, you had your two drinks. Yeah. You done it. Like you got a nice little buzz. You got some digits. Like what else is going to happen tonight? Like I think what we do like or what I do is like, I guess I should just go have another drink. I should just go to another bar. You know, like how many numbers can one person get? You know, what are you doing, Jared? I have to, I have to always engage in conversation with myself, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Right. Because then I go downstairs and I was like, I'm uh, to go eat. 
and I'm like, what am I going to order? Because I'm like, maybe I'll get the third drink. Maybe I'll get the French fry. Maybe I'll get the, you know, whatever the things are. And I order a tzatziki, and I get the cacio pepe. How do you use it? Cacio pepe. I think it's cacio pepe. Cacio. But it was really funny when you said cacio when we were talking about sex in the city. I thought that was the joke. (laughs) That wasn't the joke. That was just how I say it. That's how I order it. Of the cock and penis. Is that what it's called? (laughs) Literally. (laughs) Cock and penis, please. And one martini. Yeah, that's me. I'm the the dummy. I I don't know. I, I want to say Kakio e Pepe somewhere in between knowing the word and trying to sound like the person that does the accent with it, you can go fuck yourself. Yeah. Like, I don't <laughs> buy it. You could be off a boat from, you could be coming, walking off a boat that has the Italian flag waving from it and go and say Kakio e Pepe and I would still roll my eyes at you. I don't give a shit. You're in America. We call it Kako and penis. That's what it's called. Totally. <laughs> so, so, so was it good? So then I was like, but I did have that moment. And I think you've probably been there yourself where you go, what am I going to get? And it's like, it was either like, I'm like a salad with chicken. Like I've had two martinis. Just have the one, like have exactly. like a little nice bowl of pasta and then be done. Yes. Be done. Don't go, don't go have a third drink. Don't go have, you know, ice cream. Don't go home and be like, I'll have some chips. You know, I think that separates the comfortable people from the uncomfortable people. And, I, and I'm using the word comfortable and uncomfortable because that's what this is all about. It's not about big or small or whatever you look like. It's feeling good and not feeling good. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed the people that feel good and when I feel best is when I don't have, you know, when I, is when I have the good, good meal, the cockio, the cock and penis, the cockio and pepe. And then I go home and I go to fucking bed and have a water. That's the night I enjoyed. Yeah. The night I didn't enjoy, the one I wake up in the morning and get kick myself is when I go cacio e pepe and martini and another martini and let's go for a drink after and let's have a slice of pizza. And right. I think that's where we, you know, this community and the, the Facebook community, that's where we kind of come together is this off hours eating we're, we're <laughs> off hours eating we're yeah. right right when the clock strikes 12 it's when we've turned into what else can i have but i think the actual right. the nights that like it's it's more so when you first you go for like oh maybe i'll have this the salad with chicken but then you're mm-hmm. like that didn't really satisfy me so i'm gonna like order something else and then i'm gonna and then you get mm-hmm. drunk and then you get the cacio pe- I'm not going to say cock and penis, but (laughs) it was a fun moment. Then you get the thing that you wanted originally. And then so that's so you have the thing that you wanted originally first. And then you're like, oh, now I don't have to like keep reaching for all these things that will satisfy the original want. You nailed it. You nailed it. This is growing up. And this is about like and, and I'm sure like, you know, you have a beautiful new baby like like I'd rather my kid be have the cocky or Pepe and go to bed than yeah. be crazy me being like, well, I'll have a salad. Then I'll have a like uh, then I'll have a you know a crouton and then I'll have a slice of pizza and then I'll have the whole pizza and then I'll have dessert and then I'll have, you know, a, a midnight cocky or Pepe. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> mm-hmm. that's how it goes if you have a problem with food and, and it's all. And I do think it's because of food marketing. It's because of like wanting to be healthy. Like mm-hmm. I watch people eat. I watch people with good bodies eat like in a weird way. I'm in the bushes. <laughs> with just, your binoculars. With my binoculars. I really do. I watch them intently because 
It's and again, it's like I work out for forty five minutes on a day. Some days I don't get to my workout. It's not about the workout. The workout doesn't fucking matter. Even though I love Forzag at Forzag, go follow. He's great. But I'm saying, even he would say, there's only so much a workout can do. You no. know, it's right. consistency and consistency is media meeting. It's not, you know, one ounce of chicken at the Beverly Hills Hotel, and that's what I eat all day. It's that's no. not the way to, uh, you know, to winning. Right. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another thing that like I learned from a therapist is like the ability to have some some high frustration tolerance around like meaning like just being okay with not getting what you want all the time, which is like what it means to be like a little bit an, an adult, I think, mm-hmm. because otherwise mm-hmm. we're just out here Life getting cacio pepe every single day. So like if you get it once a week or something, once a while to have that thing that you're not restricting yourself, that's great. But then the rest of the time of your life, just eat the nutritious foods that are also satisfying or learn to make them fucking satisfying. I don't know. I'm working Absolutely. Well, fine. That's the thing. We're all working on it. That's like the, yeah. that's the allure of this podcast. It's yeah. like no one's saying they're an expert. We're admitting to like, you know, the faults we have and we're just trying. But I, I totally agree with you. I had a big fucking bowl of cock and penis last night. I okay. I... <laughs> No, but it wasn't like a small portion and I got done and I was full and I woke up feeling pretty good. Yeah. And that's the goal. You know, I it's it's such a 37 year old goal versus 23 year old goals. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I woke up and I had abs. And I was great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a good day. 37 year old goals. I woke up and I didn't shit my pants. Yo, <laughs> oh, it was a good day. Yeah. So I, that was the Kakio Pepe story. Basically, like I felt like a... You know, you guys talk about non-scale wins. It felt like a non-scale win to me, but that's awesome. No, that is one yeah. for sure. But this, and this was after a trip with my parents. So I was in Nashville last weekend. Mm-hmm. I the talk, I, and I think what also when you have parents that are, do you ever have your parents talk about someone else's weight, and you're like, this is about me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Yes, I always hear it. They, everybody's always talking about weight in the people in the adults that I know. <laughs> and it's like, and it's easy to get into the talk, but like I'm with my parents, and they came to Nashville to come. They were like, they were doing their I don't know what got into their heads, but they're like, we're gonna drive around the southeastern United States, and you're in Nashville, so we'll come to your yeah. shows. So they came, and. My parents, from minute one, they get off, you know, I got there Friday, Saturday morning, they go, we're he-. I get a call from my mom, a missed call, so I'm assuming they're close. I call her back, she goes, we just parked the car, okay, go- we- goodbye, come on, goodbye, we-, we just parked, you don't have to call us. I go, you called me? <laughs> I have to say that when I see your mom or your dad on your story, I... I go, okay, I, I, I take Volume my phone on. off, vibrate, <laughs> put my phone on, make sure no one's around so I can keep watching yeah. all those stories. It's really the best. <laughs> they So they come out of the car and they have like 17 pieces of luggage <laughs> and 
none of them match. They're they're just such <laughs> parent travelers. Like it's just like there's a bright orange bag. There's you know like yeah. it, the wheels. All of them kind of work. It, they're they're just like. You know, they're that Have, one like, man ribbons. band. <laughs> yeah, ribbons and stupid things drawn on the side. And you know that band where the guy plays the guitar, the kazoo, the drums <laughs> all at the same time? That's my parents getting out of the car. They got they have fruit. They they found a way to go to a supermarket. And so then they, Where do you want me to put this? I don't know. Where yeah, where do, my mom is just a walking Yelp review. You just hear Oh, this is nice. I don't know. Is this a warehouse? What's going on here? This is the place you bring us to? What part of town is this? And it's like, okay, all your questions will be answered. So they're coming out. My mom and my dad's going, okay, where do we check in? My mom's going, he goes up the mountain, down the mountain. He drives like an animal. And it's like, okay, can you guys all calm down for two fucking seconds? Then we finally get to the pool and they're telling me, ah, your brother, your brother put on some weight and my brother is in shape. My brother's in shape and he's in better shape than me. Like I would wish for my brother's body. Uh-huh. And and they're go and I go, "Yeah, he's in a new relationship or not a new relationship. He's he's I go, it's he's in a relationship, relationship weight. He's going out to dinners. He, you know, his his uh priorities have changed. He's, he's not secure. In, <laughs> yeah, he's doing okay. I and he's got a good job and all this stuff and they're like, "I don't know. I don't know." And my dad just looks at me and goes, He's on the brink of disaster and then takes his hand and starts doing the side by side thing. And I'm like, brink of disaster (laughs) is such an exaggeration. (laughs) Do you you say that back to them? I I said to them, I go, I go, he's fine. You know, you have to go, he's fine. And I say, brink of disaster. You're out of your mind. I start laughing in their face. And then and I'm like, oh, so dramatic. it's so dramatic. And then my mom goes, oh, no, she started it by saying, ah, he put on a, uh, some weight just like you. Oh and this was God. how she started. And my dad goes, Jared hasn't gained weight. And I'm like, oh, phew. You know, like you're, it is, it, it does feel like you're just, your whole personal worth is in the palm of other people's hands. Like, just don't say all, you know, like the comment, it, like, like my dad almost. Yeah, it doesn't like really. She, cross their minds to not say it because that i'm sitting right here but yeah do, do they know that that annoys you or you're just like you I, I mean it's not even annoys me because i just think it's like to me i'm watching a show i'm watching right the freed's sitcom you know like no yeah and, your dad is it, it, from seinfeld <laughs> and, and and also i'm like feeling okay in my body and like you know like them saying he gained weight and then my mom goes He's gained some weight too. And my dad goes, not too. Jared looks the same as he looks. And I'm like, oh, phew. Like, it's almost like I escaped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You escaped the chokehold of their commentary. What, right. what, what, what do, they, do, do they talk about each other's weight to each other? It's all we talk about. It's, it's, <laughs> so it's the only about. subject of conversation. <laughs> it's my weight. It's his weight. It's their weight. It's other people's <laughs> weights. It's everyone's weight. Who's heavy? Who's not heavy? What can you eat? Yeah. That has a lot of sugar. Like, do they do that kind of stuff? You know, the, the funny part is like we went to a buffet. We went to a breakfast buffet or a brunch buffet. And we go all out. Like we get everything. Right. And it's like in the moment, we love it. It's the same thing as the Kakio Pepe. It's like choosing your moment, owning the moment, like enjoying the fuck out of it, mm-hmm. and then going, oh, what did we get that for? What'd you get this for? What'd you do that for? Oh, mm-hmm. my God. What we? It's like 
there's like a prologue, right? You know, like <laughs> you know, so like like my family, we went to this buffet for brunch, and they had a raw bar, and then they had omelet station, they had meats, they had desserts, they had the breads, they had the locks, and our waiter, his arm was hurt. Mm-hmm. He had one of those like little wrists, yeah. Like braces. Bra- braces, yeah. So our plates kept stacking up. We kept going up to get more and more food. And then it was like we were sitting in a, like it was as if we were in the back at the dishwasher station. There was 17 plates. And like <laughs> the whole time we were like, this is embarrassing as we get more plates and as we get more plates. And then the waiter comes over and we're like, hey, can you take this away and he go and he just shows us his, <laughs> his hand broken arm like, his broken arm and we're like well we it was funny because we were so awkward we're like well we need someone else to come over here and release us <laughs> get because, your manager <laughs> yeah, we can't help you you shouldn't be working you know yeah so again so it's like this weird you know it's an emotional roller coaster ride to be with them because we love eating and mm-hmm. then we love talking about how we ate too much. So it, again, I've said this on this podcast before. You know, eat, eat, eat. You know, uh, why aren't you eating? Yeah. You're going to have an eat. You, you got to eat. You got to eat. And then the next right. day, we got to talk about your eating. Like that yes. is every That's thing. crazy. It's fucked up. My mom will like eat something. She'll finish it. And she goes, no, that wasn't good. <laughs> I like, hate why that. Did you I eat hate that. that. Well, that's a bad way to go through life, too. Like that no, wasn't even worth. She's just critical. It. No, she's critical of like uh, literally every food possible. But she'll finish it like to the blasty. <laughs> I'm like, this is not a way to just live here. But no, one of the questions we had some listener questions for you, and okay. one was, what was eating like growing up for you? What type of home did you grow up in? And I feel like we're getting a good snapshot of that. Yeah, we did a lot of grilling. We ate dinner <laughs> together every night. We did a lot of grilling. Um, yeah. And I think that's where like the nighttime eating comes from mm-hmm. because we would eat at like six as a family and then it was over. And you're like, what am I going to do at midnight? You know, like it wasn't <laughs> not sleep. taken into account. Like it's, uh, this, the, the day is done. So I think like, you know, as a kid, most kids eat with their parents when the parents eat, you know, so yeah. And it's like you're on their schedule. It doesn't matter when you're going to bed, you know. So I think that had to do with it. And it's also like when you have to sit for dinner, that makes dinner important, which I do believe in it. Like I want my family to sit for dinner, but I don't know how to – I don't know if that's a detriment to how you eat or a good thing. I think it's like, a good thing because you're sitting at a I table. I think it's a good thing. I you're think not it's staring a good thing at a TV. Sure. And I, and I think it's a good thing socially. I think it's a good thing for family. But then you try to think of like – is it a good thing for eating? You know, like, you know, I don't know. I, As opposed to where else would you be eating? Well, because, you know, I'm trying to come to terms with eating when I'm hungry. Right. And oh, you mean scheduled meal? If you have a scheduled meal, it's great to have a scheduled time with your family, which I believe in and want for my family in the future. I want that in my life. But I also want to be hungry for that meal. I, wanna, I don't want to just eat because it's six o'clock. I think right. eating because it's six o'clock is like, 
been a part of my life eating because you woke up eating because you you know it's it's lunch like what are we you know being at breakfast and being on vacation with my family what are we going to do for lunch and then being at lunch and talking about what we're going to have for dinner and being at dinner and talking about what we're going to have for breakfast I think like that is like yeah. it, it, it is a something my life has revolved around that I I kind of want to you're generally if your life is like pretty much the same like your schedule is the same you're gonna get hungry at the same time every day but you because like especially sleeping really affects your hunger Mm -hmm. cues like fully and like what you want to eat probably messes with you a lot because you're like taking crazy plane rides at Mm -hmm. 5 40 whatever in the morning and that really messes with you. Like I was so healthy. Like I ate so nutritiously during like even when we were on vacation, like it was drama free. But then I had to take like a, my flight was delayed to like 9 p.m. So it was like overnight. Oh and then I land basically L- New York time in the morning, but LA time 3 a.m. And yeah. I'm like all fucked up. All I want is like carbs to my face. Yes. As n- I don't think about, and you know, and I just have to like con- remember like that's fine. Do it today. The next day you just do what you did before you went to LA. But this, for you, it's like, it's kind of, it does fuck with, it fucks with your enti- hormones, all of that. This is a conversation I have with Alex Turoff, um, who's a nutritionist, yeah. dietitian. She's been on this show. Uh, everyone should follow her. She's been very helpful for me. But this is a conversation we have all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's it's as far as like these travel days, like, and it goes back, everything comes back to, you know, Kakio or Pepe. <laughs> because you have to be good to yourself. You have to, and, and it's like, you know, this is where at 37, I'm trying my best to mature and get better. And I know I'm not doing well at it. It's like being my best self on a Monday so that I don't, you know, emotionally tear myself down on a Thursday where I had a long travel day and I need to eat the Biscoff cookie on the flight. Like, yeah, I need to I know, have I know that the coffee feeling. with the Biscoff. You know what I mean? Like, and it's it, 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 it's, it's about mental health. It's it, it and. Like I, I'm no doctor. Oh no! <laughs> I'm no, no, no. I'm no nutritionist. I, yeah, in case you guys are wondering, like I'm not an expert <laughs> in anything, Jared but I do. <laughs> doctor cock and penis. Doctor I, uh, to you. <laughs> so, ah, uh, but when I'm traveling and you go east coast to west coast and you gain three hours, like you know, that's a whole meal. You know, <laughs> so and you much have to more time to eat. It's so much more time and you go and then you start being hard on yourself. You're like, I already ate lunch on the plane or I already had the snacks. And you go, Jared, it's an extra three hours. Your day was extended. Like, give yourself a little bit of fucking credit. And what happens is, is like, you know, what I used to do is I'd get fucked up the night before a flight. I'd wake up. I'd eat late night. I'd go on the flight, feel like shit, starve myself on the flight, mm-hmm. wait till I got there, then be like, Jared, you can't do this to yourself. You ate last night. You can't eat today. And then I'd be like, and then I would break and it would be like a full 48 hours of breaking. And now I've gotten better at that. I'm not good at it. I've gotten better. But it's yeah. like, just like you're saying, it's like, you just need the carbs on a fly day. You need, you know, on a travel day. You need But I'm just to be able I'm to, saying it's not even like our fault in terms of that. It's exactly, like hormonally right. messed up mm-hmm. when you don't sleep on that like kind of same schedule 
at like totally day to day. Do you talk to when you talk to yourself? Do you call yourself Jared actually in your head? Like, do you say Jared? It's time yes. to <laughs> you call yourself by your name. <laughs> I go, I go, and I say it very Jewishly. I'll go, Jared, 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 Ugh. Jared. I'm, I'm, I'm very good at blaming myself. I'm very bad yeah. at blame. I'm not. I'm, uh, I'm not good at blaming the plane, blaming the travel day, blaming the audience. I, 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 maybe that's why I've been good at comedy because I, I'm very critical of myself. Of and, yourself, and yeah. Even as I fuck up, like I know I'm fucking up, and yeah. then I'm going, Jared. I. That's why I think, like you know, you up podcast and being on the. I think podcasting works for me because, I, I don't. I don't think I'm being dishonest. I'm like, I'm the fuck up I'm talking about. Like I right. I read to you my late night eating order last time I came on. You heard it. It's insane. I know. Like I, I I know it's insane. I wanna hear about Homescate because this was something oh. that you were very vocal about. So this go this goes back to the food suggestions. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we're straying too far away from the premise of this podcast. I hope it's okay with you that I do go into this story. But I just, the way we, the way we talk to each other about food discussions has gotten insane. Like, okay. there was, uh, to get into this, I'll preface this with one time I put up, there was a meme that was like, choose the order of pickles. Okay. Aileen, what's your favorite pickle? Um, half sour. Thank you. That's the only answer. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Thank Perfect. I want my pickle more cucumber than pickle. Do we, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I like a half sour pickle. Half sour. Yeah. Half sour. So it was like, you know those like memes that are like the four pictures and it's like rank yes. them? Yeah. So I said, I made a joke where I was like, it's half sours number one. And if anyone disagrees, you're a fucking stupid idiot. So yeah. Like something along those lines. That's the joke to be speaking so outrageously. But if someone said, oh, I like a full sour, I'd go, yeah, I get it. I'll, I'll eat a full sour. I'm not. That's not crazy. Right. I, and, but half sour to me is number one. Fine. Right. I mean, my grandmother used to make pickles. I, I, I'm a pickle guy. Okay. I, I, I like I like a pickled tomato. You ever oh I love I, I I'm generally good on most pickles. I like, you know, the Japanese pickles. Ever have those? Like What is that? Like uh oh. You they're to the Japanese in you, Japanese. You just food, look so disappointed in me. I'm really upset. You don't know like Oshinko or things like that where they pickle a bunch of different vegetables and they are very, very good. Like the orange one the yellow one. Ever heard of that? I didn't know that was a Japanese thing. I've seen that at like breweries do that. Well, they'll have like a pickled jar of all these things. Well, I'm there. saying like Japanese vegetables. Pickled oh. especially. It tastes so good. Like totally that agree. is good shit. But again, if you're having Aileen, and this is thank you. This is this is great podcasting. We're okay, what? Okay. <laughs> I feel so validated. If, yeah. If you're a Katz's deli. And they bring over some Japanese ve uh, pickled <laughs> vegetables. You'd say, get this plate the fuck out of my face. Right. Well, absolutely. Thank you. So this is the whole point. There are different foods for different venues and different occasions. Yeah. Just like if I'm at a Japanese restaurant, if you bring me like a half sour pickle, I would be revolted. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck is this? What are you yeah. doing? 
I'm not yeah. eating this with so, my rice. <laughs> right. So I so I posted. This was a year ago now. I'm still talking about this. I posted okay. the half sour. <laughs> You're mad. <laughs> I'm, I'm, no, I'm not just mad. I'm enraged. Okay. I I posted half sour pickle is number one. Everyone else can go fuck themselves. That's a joke to say everyone go fuck themselves. I had all these people writing to me. What about gherkin? <laughs> Are, Did you, did you just bring a gherkin to a gunfight? Oh my god! Like, are you out of your fucking mind? And again, oh. what about gherkins? We're, we're, we're talking about pickles, and you're bringing up gherkins. <laughs> That's a garnish. I, I, thank you, Aileen. I knew you would understand. I, I, and I hope we use that video of my face when we said gherkin because. I have no, I have never been more angered by an internet response. I think I blocked a bunch of people. <laughs> like I legit, like, can you imagine someone's like, oh, I love Jared Fried. He's a funny comedian. They're like, he blocked me. And they're like, why? I said, I like gherkins. I don't know what the fuck happened. Like I go, so, so I go, I'm like, the, people kept writing back gherkin. I'm like, in what world? Are people having a conversation about pickles and you go, oh, what about gherkin? That person would be escorted straight to the loony bin. Like you're out of your fucking mind. You're not even, we're not even talking about the same thing. And now again, if there was a plate of gherkins alongside a charcuterie with meats and cheese, I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's pretty good. Yeah, makes that, that makes sense. But it's not in the conversation of best no. pickle. Are you fucking kidding? <laughs> you're not like just casually picking up gherkins at the grocery store on your like weekly list <laughs> oh, i i totally agree and to me this happens a lot on the internet it is like the say the thing for the sake of being interesting mm. and it's like we don't live in a vacuum you know the 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 half sour pickle is the conversation the gherkin is a footnote to a footnote to a footnote. Like you are, and and again, on the internet, you're gonna find your gherkin people. You're gonna find 10 other people and you're gonna go, well, everyone else says I'm right. And you're gonna go, and you're gonna get more enraged yeah. and now we're punching at each other. Again, it's a metaphor for the internet. So I go to Laser Wolf in Brooklyn on top of the Huxton Hotel, I believe. Okay. Have you heard of this? Have you heard of this restaurant? I lived, it's in Williamsburg, right? It's in Williamsburg. Yeah, I lived there. I think it's maybe new. It's brand new. Yeah. It's opened by this guy. He's a chef. He's from Philadelphia. And he's become a famous chef. He has Laser Wolf in Philly. He has Goldie's. He has Zahav. Zahav was rated the number one restaurant in America a few years back. You can't get a reservation. Michael Salmanov, okay? So Michael Salmanov has become a celebrity chef in his own right. Okay. Okay. He's got books and stuff. And in Philadelphia, the you know anyone li listening in Philadelphia will go kind of, especially Jewish Philadelphians, they kind of take them in as their own. And okay. so and and listen, I understand that when I hear from someone's from Boston, where I'm from, I go, I take a little bit more notice. Philadelphia, though, more than most places, takes ownership over people as their own. So this is it, it, okay. So we'll move on. <laughs> so my brother comes into New York and gets us a reservation at Laser Wolf because he's staying with his girlfriend across the street. So they bring out this whole, so we get a 1045 reservation. We have a great meal. 
wonderful meal. They bring out this whole platter, and I called it the I Went on Birthright platter because it had all the different dips. It's got baba ganoush. It's oh, got, I love that. You know, it, it's got the pickled, uh, you know, the I pickle section. It's got the hummus. It's got every, you know what I'm talking about. If you know, you know. Yes. It's a total meze platter. Okay. So then, <laughs> this was a wonderful meal. I actually got to meet Salmanov because- oh. He's friends with a comedian, Alex Edelman, who I'm also friendly with, who was there that night, saw them, you know, pressed palms, said hello, said nice things, and then went and sat in our chair, whatever. So we had a great night. I go home. I'm full as fuck. I am, I am like, so then I post a picture, but I got a little dressed up that night. So I'm like, just like anybody else, you get dressed up you take a little there's a mirror across from my elevator my building okay i've been caught looking at myself in this mirror an embarrassing amount of times <laughs> okay because it's i don't have a full-length mirror so sometimes i'll get down the stairs and i'll check myself out in this mirror so i get on the elevator i take a, a picture of myself in the mirror as the elevator door is closing i'm looking at myself i'm like i'm feeling pretty good even though i'm full on this hummus <laughs> I'll make a post. So I post homeless coma in a homeless coma. Okay. Someone responds. It ain't good hummus unless it's red pepper hummus. What? <laughs> what? I've, I I was mad. The, we're back in Gherkin land. Enraged. To me. <laughs> enraged. And again, to me, I've, I've already just put up this whole series of stories from an Israeli place that is doing like a homemade hummus. This ain't Sabra. This ain't <laughs> Whole Foods. This ain't the 365. This ain't coming from your local Aldi. No, this is from a restaurateur. Authentic. Who, uh, this is authentic. This is from a famous restaurateur. Yeah. And I wrote back to this person, thumbs down emoji. They go, oh, you're a pesto and garlic person. I'm, I'm, I'm even more enraged. I wrote thumbs down again. And then, and, and what I'm angry about is like, if you're talking to me, if you just saw that I went to an Israeli restaurant with the authentic thing and the old, and where they make it, and you're talking about, and you're giving me roasted red pepper. Yeah. You have no context of the situation. The flavored hummus... <laughs> is just a different thing than the restaurant-made delicious hummus. I'm not saying I'm above it. Again, just like Gherkin, I'll eat it if it's next to a, a tray of food. If I'm you know, in Nebraska at someone's tailgate party and they have some <laughs> Sabra red pepper hummus, which is where I would imagine I would be with a flavored hummus, <laughs> fine. That's where I'd be. And all these people, so, so then I posted this whole long rant about how Sure flavored hummus should go fuck itself. <laughs> yeah. And then I had all these people being like, yeah, fuck flavored hummus. And they have chocolate hummus. And I'm going, oh, I heard about this that. is not what I mean at all. <laughs> everything, everything <laughs> has its moments. Right. You know, everything has its moment. Everything has, you know, if they serve me, you know, chocolate hummus on the top of the Huxton Hotel at this guy who's supposedly a famous chef's restaurant, I'd be like, what the fuck is going on here? But right. that's not what it is. You're, and so what happens is we lose all context, we lose all nuance, and then people are going, well, you know, and then I had people writing to me going, well, 
there's no such thing as Israeli hummus. It's it's Palestinian. I go, how the fuck did we get here? <laughs> what are we talking about? The Middle Eastern conflicts is now. I'm now involved. I'm in fucking. I'm in the West. You know, I'm in the West Bank. I'm. You know, I'm. This is crazy. And I and I go, and I'm just like these. In it, it, it kind of proved to me, we will never solve anything on the internet. I can't even say. I like the hummus I had. Someone's got to come back and go, well, it's no good if it's not red pepper. And you go, yeah, well, fuck you. You know, like, and, <laughs> fuck flavored and hummus. <laughs> yeah, it becomes, and it's like, I can't be in the camp of flavored hummus has a moment, like, you know, at my parents' house in the backyard when we're having some chips and dip and regular hummus is just a better, more well thought out, you know, right. delicious restaurant tour type of thing. Do you know what I mean? Okay, are you mad because like people just like feel the urge to insert their opinion as if it's like their brand? You know, like the thing with the yes. internet is like everybody thinks that their personality is now a brand, and yes. it's ridiculous when it's really just like your personality. Are you mad that they have to like respond to you like that? I'm mad that someone would insert themselves as if I've never heard of red pepper hummus and right. don't know where that would be appropriate and what okay. occasion that brand of hummus would make sense for. It's aggressive. When you, it's aggressive. When I, and, and I think, I, listen, let me let this person off the hook. They're trying to be fun and flirty. Um, didn't mm -hmm. work on me, by the way. I was going to say that, yeah. Yeah, I understand that. That's the thing. Two things can be true at the same time. I could say this was a delicious restaurant that had a great hummus while also understanding that red pepper hummus has a place in society. The place isn't everywhere. Yeah, the problem is really that like when people say stuff like that, I think that they are trying to like be a part of the conversation, but they're doing it the wrong way totally. Like a way to be flirty in this scenario is to say like, oh my God, I can't wait to try it. Have you tried hummus from this place? Not like fuck your hummus is try this well, one. Well, what happens is people have to sound like they're in the know. Yeah. Again, this goes back to why suggestions in different cities suck. Mm -hmm. It becomes about their ego. You think I'm 37 years old? I've never heard of fucking red pepper hummus? Right. It's you just think I've been living under a fucking, just fucking chickpeas. <laughs> yeah. What do, you, what do you think? What do you think I do? What do you think? I, who do you think I am? And that's what it sounds like. And it's like you, you. we come back to this like internet thing of like, yeah, you know, you know, half sour pickles are pretty awesome. What about gherkins? <laughs> Where the fuck did you come from? I've heard of gherkins. We're not mentioning them because, and then, you know, the person wrote back, I had people being like, I love flavored hummus. And the person wrote back, see, a lot of people like flavored hummus. I'm like, you don't get it. 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 You can, two things can be true. At the same time, and that's why podcasts yeah. are my ven the venue I like most because we get to hash out stuff like this and people can hear in my voice, I'm not someone who hates red pepper hummus. I'm not. <laughs> if that needed to be clarified. <laughs> I am also not saying that because we called it Israeli food, this now translates to me saying, you know, uh, my experience with the conflict in the Middle East. Like, it's insane. It's nothing to do with that. It has nothing to do with it. Yeah. Well, I've been trying to bite my tongue this whole time, and but I'm mm. going to tell you now. Uh -oh. Have you Don't ever ruin tried this podcast. jalapeno hummus? What is it? Jalapeno hummus. Again, it's great. It's great. If they no, I'm asking if, if you've ever it, tried it. Have you ever tried it? Of course. It? 
Now I really I've just tried all. it for the first time recently. It was insanely delicious. It's great. But it's great with a pretzel. With a pretzel, you're fucking killing it. It's a good day with a pretzel. I like it with some pita. But I agree yeah. with you. It's uh, people just need to understand like the nuance of conversation on social media for sure. And it's really They're, not the right way to go about. I was enraged, well, and then I had yeah. people going, "Michael Solomov's a genius." I'm like, <laughs> "He's fine. The guy's fine. He's got a great restaurant." You yeah, know, like, genius. Right. And I'm like, "Of course, you're from Philly." Then they go, "The Laser Wolf in Philly is better." And I'm like, "Shut the fuck up!" Like you just want to be like, "What are you talking about?" Have you ever like slid into someone's DMs to give your two cents? About something. I mean, I, I, I come on your podcast. I slid I slid onto this podcast. <laughs> no, but on social media, have you cents. ever done this? Seventy-five cents. Let's be <laughs> real. It's been a lot of sense. I haven't shut the fuck up. Have you <laughs> have you ever done what people do to you? Like, admittedly, I know how to talk to people. I would like to right. think maybe maybe someone has an example of it, but I would like to think that I would go, "Oh my god, that place is great." Have you ever tried exactly, exactly the way you said? But yeah. I don't think I would ever ask someone. Have they ever tried red purple hummus? I was like, uh, right? I, no, that's I, so I think we live vague. We live in a world where we don't think other adults are actual adults. The great, de- the, the the most depressing part of the internet is finding out how genuinely average and alike we all are, and it's comforting and depressing at the same time. Your experience in. Long, on Long Island is not that different from my experience outside of Boston, is not a different from the experience happening in Westchester, in Florida, in Des Moines, in Nebraska, mm-hmm. in, in Arizona, in California, in Portland. We're all depressingly alike. So <laughs> when someone's like, have you tried red pepper hummus? It's like, are you fucking out of your mind? You think you're that original? You think you're that? You think you're special, kid? You right. know, like, no. That is the depressing part. Everyone's trying to be special. Right. And it's like, I'm, I've come to terms with my averageness. I'm okay with it. Same. Um, that's why I sit here talking about hummus and <laughs> make jokes about that. And I'm not sitting here, you know, in comedy doing stand-up, when you start out, you see a lot of people trying to find their interesting. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to find the thing that makes them someone worth watching on stage. And um, that was always annoying to me because I have nothing that interesting. I have nothing that um, um, I don't have a struggle. I don't have my story to tell. I'd rather talk about red pepper hummus and why and gherkins, you know. So it was always interesting to me when I was starting doing stand up. And you see it a lot now. You see it on TikTok. TikTok is the home of here's my struggle. Let me tell my story. And you go. I, you know, I guess we're locked in for this boring fucking bullshit. And it's like, you know, I, I, I'm here to tell the people that don't have a lot of struggle and are doing okay. I'm here for you to make you laugh. Right. So, that's why all this shit is relatable. That's what it is. Well, I'm going to, I literally, while you were talking, I sent Rusty my, this restaurant. Mm. I'm like, I want to go here. <laughs> you got to go. It's really good. I mean, I, I mean, this is, I should get a free meal there the rest of my life. Seriously. Uh, this is Plug City. I am the Prince of Plugs. I come on here at Forzag, at Alex <laughs> Toroff, Michael Solomonov. You're a genius. Fine. Just let me You're have a, a free genius. message. Speaking of being the Prince of Plugs, tell me about your uh, touring. Where are you well, next? We have the live You Up tour. I mean, if if anyone here doesn't listen to You Up podcast, I get that. You know, you, you got you make choices You with your podcast listening hours. 
you're gonna love the you up show it, right Aileen you yes you've been it's, it's a amazing. wonderful show it's an amazing show it's fun Every single show that we do is different. We have people come up on stage. We give dating app makeovers. We we play Red Flag Deal Breaker. We take audience questions. It's just like a fun, active, interactive, energized show that you could bring your brother, your sister, your mama, your papa. Anyone would enjoy. And the feedback has been amazing. So we have three left. Austin, Chicago might be sold out already. And a huge one in New York City with a lot of seats. So we want to fill up the New York City one. And I'm also on the road. I have the tour of cities you've never thought of. Once. <laughs> <Okay>. um, <laughs> what so, are they? South. <laughs> let me bash the cities before I get there. <laughs> what if all these cities are like, but our pickle is the, the city pickles, the gherkin. Yes. <laughs> Red um, pepper hummus is our state hummus. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. I, I fucked up. Um, so... Here's my calendar coming up. Austin, Texas is this week. It's this week. So if you're listening on Sunday, I'm coming to town with Jordana. We're going to be putting on a great show this week. Then I'm going to Providence, Rhode Island. My first 30 minutes, Aileen, on stage is all about food and body and weight and eating at night. It's my first 30 minutes, and it's the part I get the most compliments on. Um, I have a whole... I I told... It's it's my favorite thing to do. My parents hate it. My parents were at my show (laughs) in Nashville. I mean, they're like, the McDonald's thing went on a little long. I'm like, That's, that was the fucking story. Okay. You try. Um, yeah. You, <laughs> tell me where to cut. Um, <laughs> Providence, Rhode Island, Raleigh, North Carolina, Chicago for the UUP Live, New York for the UUP Live, Dayton, Ohio. I'm going to be in Brooklyn. I'm doing a Coney Island Amphitheater for oh, the cool. Chosen Comedy Festival. Talk about Jews. Um, <laughs> Is that a Jewish Irv- thing? Yeah, it's a Jewish thing. It's all Jewish comics. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so it'll be on Coney Island and a big outdoor thing. So uh, Irvine, Washington, D.C., and then Royal Oak, Michigan, Albany, New York, Brookfield, Wisconsin. So These are known places. Who doesn't know Albany? Yeah, but like it's not like... Yeah, it's the gherkin of cities. It's not like that. <laughs> it's ain't the capital the of ha- our state. <laughs> the, the ha- oh yeah, it is the capital of our state. But I'm saying, I know you. Mean. I just know. So listen, I love going to these towns. I mean, Royal Oak. I've never performed in Detroit before, except for it's a cool our name for show. a city. Royal Oak. It's beautiful, kitschy town outside of Detroit. My mom's from there. So yeah. So jaredfree.com and at Jared Fruit on Instagram. Everyone go check Jared out. And I I'll, love coming on this show. Thank I'll you be so much on, for having I'll me. be at the New York You Up show. I'm very excited to see that and like compare it with LA. Are you doing Set You Up in New York? I think we are. We're going to set two people up on a date. So, it was fun, we, right? I could not stop talking about it with literally anyone who would listen. Really? <laughs> yes. It is because I get worried. So we set two people up and then we have them go on a date and then come back and talk about yeah. the date. It's very much like the 90s show um, so good dating game everyone also around in the audience was just like giving their two cents about all of it yes. it was just really great it was such a great experience it, it, that's the thing on stage it feels like we need to figure it you know everything's a work in progress like you know yeah listen, of course this whole episode was about being a work in progress but i'm saying like stand up is a work in progress but are you up live show is a work in progress we're always trying to make it tighter and better and funnier and I know that's a good bit because we set the two people on a date. They come on and talk about it and they, they basically decide whether they're going to go on a second date or not. You can tell everyone in the crowd is zoned in on everything about the two people. 
all their so body cues and whether they uh -huh. got along or not. They're trying to figure it out. And it's up to Jordana and I to ask the right questions. Jordana did a great job in LA. She asked so many like good questions to get them talking, but we're getting better at it. I think we definitely have to do it for New York. I, no, there's a thought that so maybe good. I'll go on the date. I mean, that would be insane. You have to. Like, what if I went on a first date? <laughs> well, that's date what with I someone? said. I was like, we need to do a Jared Fried like Bachelor show. <laughs> He's like, you would hate that. <laughs> I would hate it. He hates everyone. <laughs> no, that would be great. No, I would. As but long also, it's as like, they don't like gherkins. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, that was so good. Everyone, go buy your tickets and go follow. Do you have groupies? Follow Jared Fried on the road. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> and you can follow us at Dice Star Tomorrow. Follow me at Aileen. You can call in. We'll read your Dear DST. Well, no, I'm not going to read it. I'm going to play it because if you're going to call in, I'm going to play it. It's 212 287 5650. Email us dst at com for your DST wins and your Dear DSTs. Say DST one more time, Aileen. DST. <laughs> and Jared is coming back this Thursday to do our Thursday episode. So. That's it, guys, and we're always with you. Through thick and thin. Diet Starts Tomorrow is produced by Sean Kilby, Stacey Wong, and Jorge Morales-Pico. Editing by Stacey Wong. Be sure to follow at Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And send us your emails to dst at betches.com. Betches.